Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie, and we are the Blended Life. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Tonight's topics. <laughs> um, I know everyone's sick of the coronavirus, but we've had no requests. No pun intended, again. Uh, we've had requests to talk about it in regards to blended family life. So custody schedules being impacted, um, keeping your blended family active and engaged during this time, um, educating your kids during this time. We're all becoming homeschoolers, homeschool parents. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk about um, something somebody wrote into about marital distancing. I just felt like it kind of tied in with the social distancing thing. Right. And then we're going to discuss something totally off topic, but kind of on topic. What do you do when the bio parents deceased and you're moving on? Okay. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Yeah. Okay. Where do you want to start? So I feel like we're just going to go for it head on with the coronavirus situation. Yay, it's more been a it, rough right? day. Every day seems to get rougher than the next. Yes. But um, so I want to talk about how coronavirus is impacting everyone's custody, custody schedules. Yeah. Um, for, for us, it really hasn't changed our custody schedule as of yet. I was going to say yet. Yeah. You know, one kid or one family member gets sick and that all goes out the window. Um, a lot of people have written in, call uh, not called in, but written in and said that they're struggling because the kids can't come to their house or they've made a conscious decision to keep kids in one household um, because maybe the other household has a high-risk person in it or that household has a job or they're interacting with other potential cases and the one household is just more safe and secure during this time. So the decision, the hard decision's been made to leave the kids just in one home. Right. A lot of families are doing that. Right. Um and I just want to acknowledge how hard that is. I've also had people say how much they're missing their kids and how hard it is to be away from them. And you feel like a lot of people are doing what you just said, leaving the kids with the parent that they're with? Yes, a what's, lot of people What's are your doing thoughts this? on that? What if you're what if your ex-husband called and said, actually emailed and said, this is what I want to do. I think this is for the best. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I would hear out his reasoning. Right. And the health and safety of the kids come before anything. So if he had a reason like, hey, we were 
somewhere and we interacted with somebody who was contagious right and now the kids are having symptoms and we think that since our household has already been exposed right why don't we just keep them here so we keep your household safe right um i would be open to that okay what if it was all a hoax (laughs) no i'm just kidding um, but I think that in my situation, it would be very difficult Yeah, because there would be like minimal, if any communication with my kids and myself. And I know a lot of families are experiencing that right now. And so this is where not having a really great co-parenting relationship kind of bites you in the butt. Yeah. This is also a great time to start working on that co-parenting relationship, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if something is going down between the two households or the kids or family members or grandparents, you know, um, say, say one of your parents lives with you or something, or you live with your parents or whatever, you and your kids, um, and your parent or in-laws are at risk, you know, and they're around them, maybe you do the right thing. And, you know, not only are, are the kids best interest put first, you know, but maybe those elders living in your house, you know, it's like, well, They've been with you guys. We don't know where you guys have been. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, don't put it like that to them. Like, we don't know where that's been, (laughs) you know? Well, and uh, people have made the decision to not let their kids come back home because, and even one set of kids, let's say if there's two sets of kids in the household, because they know their house is self-quarantined and they are abiding by all these rules, right? And they know the other household is not. I get right. People have written in that too. Like they are still having sleepovers with other kids. They're still going out places. They're still, they're not doing the whole social distancing thing. Like they're still having play dates and we don't want to risk it. So because the other household is not willing to follow the state guidelines that we're in anyway, we're in California. And actually this evening, our governor shut down, um, like mandated the entire state has to have shelter, um, which is actually home shelter for yeah, the whole state, which affects a lot of things. Like, for instance, work. Like, yeah, we're a family-owned transportation business. You can imagine. Mm-hmm. I how know much. one of our employees is listening in right now. Hi, employee. Which one? <laughs> Tori. Oh, hi, Tori. Um, and hi, Cindy. Cindy said marital distancing. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Like joking when yeah. you yeah. Oh wait till we get to that. It should be interesting. <laughs> That's silly though. Um, but yeah. So I think that all people hey, are choosing to keep their kids in one household for a multitude of reasons. Like right. you said, the high risk individuals that might be coming in contact with them, and then also just because you know people you know, are very rebellious too. Like the more you tell someone to stay home, the more they're like. You know, I'm not going to because yeah. this is a it, hoax. I don't know. Sca- it kind of not scared me. It worried me a little bit because my one of my younger sisters was in town yesterday and she has a baby who was born preemie a long time ago, eight months ago, um, but had a lot of respiratory um, issues Yeah, and just got better. And I honestly, I think that's how I ended up sick a few weeks back. I think it was actually from the baby because we were around her a lot during our hockey tournament. And, um, she brought her over to our house yesterday and like, come on, uncle Eric hold, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. at first I didn't want to, but then I'm like, I'm not going to deny 
my sister or the baby, you know, because I'm like, I, I feel fine. I've been fine for a long time. I haven't felt like I've had anything. Mm-hmm. But it always, I feel like it's like it's like TSA and flying in an airport now, you know, go, going somewhere, going to an airport to fly now. Before, say, 9-11, no one ever thought of the risk of flying in that. I did. I'm fucking well, paranoid yeah, of yeah, it. you're nuts, but mm-hmm. um, people just... Until something comes to your attention and it's something major, people don't think about it as much now. So now, you know, I'm like around people. I'm like, should I be around this person? Not for my sake. I'm like for their sake. I'm like, am I going to make them socially uncomfortable? Well, it's not that. But I think that what people don't understand, and I don't think people understand this virus in completion. Like, I don't think it's really understood what's going on and that's creating a lot of panic. But then also... I think that, like with your sister, you have to let the parent lead. Of course. So if she's comfortable with you holding her child, you know, but then also you can't be offended, right? If, you know, people are keeping their kids really close to their sleeve and like, hey, please don't. She's like, don't touch her. Don't touch her. (laughs) Yeah. You'd have to kind of respect that. I mean, parents, you know, it's everyone's very different how they're taking it and how they're treating it. I mean, we have neighbors who are completely locked down. Like, don't even look at my kids. Do we? Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's hard to explain to your kids. Like, hey, you can't go play <laughs> across the don't street even look right at now. Don't look at them. Although it was really funny the other morning mm-hmm. when it was raining here and it was so cute. Our neighbor dad was out with his two kids and okay. they have really long like um the the pool soakers you know the really long like tube. oh i know who you're talking about because yeah little neighbor was spraying a kid hanging out of the window <laughs> of a car i i happened like our our oh. bathroom window out like looks out you're down. such a creeper you look at yeah <laughs> he looks out and down to our neighbor's yards everyone not our neighbors they're like Eric. across the street and down a ways but I hear like hooting and hollering out of a van <laughs> and hollering out of a van sunroof. And there's like this teenage kid hanging out of the sunroof of a van like, ah, yeah. and they're driving up the street. And the kid you're talking about has one of those big squirters. Yes. And as they're coming back, he, he just, just unloads on this kid. And I'm like, dude, I just watched this whole thing happen. And yeah. like, it was funny. I'm, so they anyway. did this to me the other morning, but I, really? I mean, they were trying to be stealthy and sneaky yeah. as much as you can on Dude, our street. And I pulled out and I knew that they were there. So I'm playing along and like, don't uh, shoot, don't shoot. And they were so funny. They were like, get in my car. That's and hilarious. But I, the I, things that you have to do to keep entertained nowadays. But to be a teenage kid hanging out of a sunroof, like what are the odds that you're just going to get blasted by a kid kind with a squirt gun? Like it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so gonna, I'm going to high five them when it's socially acceptable again yeah well and can we talk about though back to this custody and co-parenting yeah. during this time how hard is it when you guys are on like the both the bio parents are on completely different pages you know one's super serious about it and one's not super serious about it what would you do um like if your ex was super like locked down like i want i take this very seriously please you, I feel and like you're you like oh err, we're gonna go out you have to err on the side of caution i feel like this isn't the time to fight in the co-parenting world if my ex is like please like uh, you know like she kind of has guidelines but i don't this is hypothetical by this the way hypothet- we, i don't yeah. i haven't even had a conversation with my ex about this at all have you no not at all my kids are in the middle of moving to a new house right now 
I just oh. found out like 20 minutes ago. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> this is our co-parenting. Hopefully it's clean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and stay I stay there. We, I, you know, I haven't had a single conversation with my ex yeah. about anything yet. No. I'm afraid to. We all know what but if happens. It's, but if it was, if hypothetically she called me or texted me and it was like a big serious thing and she's like, yeah. I'm worried about for this and that. Like that's the time to listen. This is the time to get your co-parenting in check if it isn't already. Like it really, it, it truly is like, come on people. Like we don't have to be around them, right? Like we're not supposed to be around them. Yeah, like but let's learn to just get along. I think Gosh, you I also need to be reasonable. <laughs> of course. You know, um, so if a parent, co, if a, your co-parent is being either end of the spectrum, like I'm going to have my kids lick every shopping cart in Walmart. Dude, you remember that one kid at Disneyland that was licking handrails? It was disgusting. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the kid was literally standing in front of us, waiting for a ride, licking the handrails. What like, were his parents doing? Just hanging out, talking on their phone. They were not I paying mean, attention. Yeah, but I feel like even or when at they some point, you can only tell your kids stop licking handrails so many times, or you just give up. That kid's immune. Either that or he's ground zero. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing that worries me about our kids. Well. There's a lot of things that worry me <laughs> about our kids, window lickers. No, but I think the point is when you're sharing custody and you're sharing kids back and forth during this time, um, I think that you need to understand that your kids and you could be a carrier and have zero symptoms. And I think the problem is, is that, you know, there's not enough tests for us all. And so if your kid's going to go around people, they need to understand that they could pass it, even if they have no symptoms, even, I mean, we just don't know. Right. So I think when you're deciding, you know, to let kids come and go out of your home, you need to really consider who you're coming in contact with your daily life outside of your four walls. Um, Also, (laughs) you're a lot more considerate than I am. I'm like, nice to meet you. It's pretty fucking gross, no wow. matter what. That, that Coronavirus or not, please don't do that. Ew, don't touch. <laughs> oh, my God. So I heard of this one, um, and you guys, if you've watched, the, I think it was on the Today Show, like last week. I don't know. You don't watch the Today Show. Mm-mm. It's far too liberal for you. Mm-mm. But anyway, could you imagine this scenario? This woman. It just doesn't interest me. Well, there's this woman. She has a baby, like new baby. Hey, okay. Where'd she get that? <laughs> they live in a tiny little apartment in New York, I think. Ten thousand a month. Yeah. So husband is sick with this virus. Oh, really? And so they can't. They're self quarantined in their little apartment with a new baby, and he has to stay in the bedroom with the door shut. Yeah. Because baby can't get this right. right. Like that's no immune system yet. No. And so, could you imagine living that life? Yeah, that'd be Like, sad. where you're a wife trying to take care for your very sick husband who you cannot touch, and you're like, close the bedroom door, do not come out. Don't <laughs> make, like... Oh, <laughs> going on. <laughs> and, but you're also having to care for this infant, oh. and you can't leave the house to wah, go get wah. anything because you're quarantined because now you've all been exposed to this virus. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of wild. Well, you know what? I'm grateful because we have podcasting <laughs> and our little makeshift studio. And if you guys want more podcasting because we're all on lockdown, let us know. Comment below. And give us topic ideas. Give I'm us like, ideas. Give us stuff to talk about. Yeah. Poor Cindy just said her husband works for FedEx 
and he's still working. They have her 13-year-old kid full-time, and he's bringing home his three other kids for the whole entire next week. So that kind of goes with our, like, oh. <laughs> and also, like, kind of risky business, too, being in the mail business because you are going to come encounter with people. And if you're like me, you're just like, I'd rather have coronavirus than the flu. Like really, like, or so you think you don't, I mean, like, this is such an ignorant cold, thing to say. It, it is, but also you don't like, know. I don't I'm even basing know. symptoms. I'm like, people are in ventilators. Yeah. But so are like for people for the flu and pneumonia and dying well, from and that all the time too. Like, what are your guys thoughts on that? Like, I feel like there's way worse viruses and bugs out there and have been, this is just something new. So everyone, it, actually it's not new. You go read the back of the Lysol. <laughs> it's been curing COVID-19 for a long time. <laughs> but seriously, like COVID-19 is not, something. Why am I laughing? It's not funny. It's true, though. Like, it's not something new. It's, yeah. it's something new to our ears that mm-hmm. people are up in roars about. I mean, mm-hmm. rightfully so to, a, to an extent. But do you need 76 rolls of toilet paper? No, it affects your lungs, not your bungs. Oh, it's a new meme. I'm going to write that one down. Oh, my gosh. Let's write that one down. So if your kids get sick in your home, though, you obviously keep them and don't send them sick to the other home right now. Or to I grandparents. And then if you if you are a parent, a bio parent, or even a step parent, I would call to action if you have the kids and they are being held in your home, really foster them being able to and encourage and promote and force if necessary, like Skyping, FaceTiming, phone calls, you know, you if you have those kids and you are not allowing them to go to their other parent's house for whatever reason during this time, please still allow them to communicate um, yeah, with their other parents. Don't use this as like, ha, I'm going to win this one now. Now I have the kids full time. and Yeah, know, I don't care it, how much you hate the other parent or how much it, the yeah. other parent has wronged you or... You know, they skip child support for five years and fuck them and they don't get to see their kids. And I mean, let them call their other parent, let them FaceTime, let them let the other parent see them. And, you know, this is an opportunity when you extend that olive branch to allow walls to come down for you to be seen as a kind hearted person, like allow that to sink in and affect the other parent right now. What you if know? the other parents behind bars? Are you just supposed to accept the state calls now? Even though you haven't been for the last six years because they haven't been paying child support and they're deadbeats? <laughs> gotcha. What is it like? Why? Oh, why? Because everything you just stated like could have been someone in prison and they didn't want their kids around them. So now we let the kids talk to them. I think so. I think so. I think this is like maybe they start writing letters to their dad in prison or mom in prison. Here we go your because daughter, you got your, like lots of time now. Your daughter's acting like your your parents are in prison. Like she's writing like full blown letters and like cures like how to take care of this and like <laughs> mailing. Did you post that on Blended Life? I on did not. Instagram? No, it was maybe, my personal. Account. Maybe you post that later just because it's cute. All right, she's I'll gonna, post it in the stories, you guys. She's gonna post it in the stories of the littlest taking care of grandma, grandpa. Yeah, so I just think that now is a time to, like Eric Eric pointed out, you know, maybe start just acting and behaving differently in your co-parenting life. Allow this to soften your heart a little bit to the relationship your kids and their other parents share. 
it's really hard being away from your kids. I mean, we're away from our kids for a few days a week and we're both missing them, you know? So I can only imagine where if it extends to like two weeks or, you know, that's, um, that's gotta be very hard. So I would ask everyone to just please allow that communication, promote it, extend the offer, you know, don't listen in, give your kids privacy. Here's a blended family situation that's going with this. If you're that over controlling or over worried or rightfully worried parent, if you're the worried parent and your like kids, we're locked down, don't look like at we're me. locked down right now. And your stepchildren, like say my kid or mm-hmm. my kids were out running around doing whatever in weird places, licking handrails at Disneyland and toilet rims at Walmart, getting freaky in Denny's bathrooms and wanted to come back. <laughs> digressing like, fast. No, it's just going there with your mouth. I was getting ready to press the button. Okay. Um, is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm ready. Macho man. Uh. <laughs> the tongue out, the cream of the crop. All right, they're toilet liquors now. Go ahead. Okay, so if my toilet liquor wants to come back to the house, and you're like, I really don't want the toilet liquors here. Mm-hmm. I bet a lot of those conversations are going I know. on. Like, what do you do if like? I, I bet don't, a lot if of I don't want your kids on. here because I'm worried that they're going to bring disease I think into our household. I think you have to have that hard conversation. And yeah. I think you have to be reasonable. Like if you, that, if that was my, yeah, that was if literally your child is licking toilet seats and handrails and thinking they're going to come and into this freaky house. In Denny's bathrooms. Right. Then I think that's a reasonable request that maybe they shouldn't come in. Yeah. But if you're just like, they went for a walk around the block yeah. by themselves didn't touch anything and I don't want them here. Right. Don't use that as an excuse. It's unreasonable. Saying. I think that you guys have to, I think married couples in this situation, even your co-parenting in the situation, you have to sit down, be factual, be unemotional and be reasonable. Unite. Right. But that is what we're supposed to do. It totally is. But the, what better time than right now? So we, so we have a situation this weekend, you guys, and I feel like total assholes and I don't, for going to get, we, we... Oh, I just got, not just, I got a new toy a long time ago and I haven't picked it up yet. Yeah, so our family has a boat, which we now... <laughs> got a um, brand new boat since November. Yeah. Still sitting in a showroom. And also, I kind of feel like, there's a, I'm, I'm really torn about it in a lot of ways too. Because I'm like, I don't know where our economy's going. I don't know where our work, <laughs> our work and our jobs are going. It's not I've already good. made payments on this thing. We don't even. It's not like, good. I'm like, I think we have a boat. You know what I mean? I, 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 but then also, like, I'm like, do you like in middle of all this? I kind of feel like an a hole going and picking up. That's a what I'm like. Boat, I'm like, there's. At home. I'm like, hey guys. We will. We were gonna before all this happened. We were gonna vlog it and all that. And I'm like, that's stopping. Obviously, like we're not gonna yeah, rub it in people's faces. Yeah. And I don't even like. Honestly, do we have business getting that right now? Probably. I, I don't know. got it. That's true. <laughs> like, but here's, that's not even the thing. The thing is, well, I feel like an asshole for getting it now in amidst everything because it's and we, not like it's just, it's a done deal, but whatever. So like there was talk of the whole family going down and picking it up. It's like a two hour drive away. And I'm like, that's not responsible yeah, for because us we all could to all go. get sick in the car, which also is kind of, what do you guys think about like traveling? Like not not like the getting on an airplane says and traveling. No. Yeah, but why? Like, are your are are your tires gonna make everyone sick? Like driving down the street? Like we got our windows up. 
You know what I mean? Do you see my thoughts on that? Like, we're driving down the freeway. I don't care if we're going two hours, six hours, 12 hours. Like, we're going down the freeway. I like, don't know. These are weird times. If you pull me over for that, like, you're the one at fault. You shouldn't have pulled me over, officer. You're going to get me sick now. Yeah, but it's, it's like a misdemeanor you if you get... I don't know. I don't know, really. I don't think anybody knows the ramifications I don't know if anyone until... even knows how to... How to, like... <laughs> Dead air. I, nobody knows. That. Yes. <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows how to like pursue that. And yeah. Uh, well, tell us what you that. guys think. I mean, should all of us go down and get this thing this weekend when we're on lockdown, or should we err on the side of caution and maybe just one person goes? And are we a holes for getting this? Yes. Like, uh, but uh, I feel so bad. But mind I'm you, like, mind you, I bought this in November. Right, but if we all lose everything, I don't know. Right. I know, but also, but it's just sitting there. Like, I, I the paperwork's signed. It, it's paid for. I've been making payments on this thing. So what, does it do us any better just sitting at a shop? No, and but there, my, it, my question wasn't even that. My question was, like, do should we all, is it responsible for us all to do this? Or should we just have, like, you go get it? Or you and, you know, your son, if he really wants to go with you. I don't know if it's just. Maybe we leave the kids home. We social distance from the kids because they're more oh, likely to contract God. it. And we'll go get it. I know. But then where do we put it? Well, I, I've I heard really, crazy stories of homes getting held up and robbed for groceries, toilet paper, and cash. We're going to come cash. home and the kids are going to have groceries, toilet paper, and cash. <laughs> like, gonna, where'd you guys get this? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The All dogs right, did moving it. moving on. Um, ideas for keeping active as a family in social distancing. Hi, Jessica. So I think that... Mental and physical health is everything right now. Um, and I think physical health really improves your mental Gosh, I feel health. like I'm lacking on both of them right now. Both my hockey, I play roller and ice, both completely shut down. My gym's closed. As of last night, right? So I think that you as a family need to resist the urge to sit all day in front of a screen. Even if you're sitting and doing a puzzle or sitting and playing games, like even if it's not just in front of a screen, but you're just sitting doing whatever, I think it's get up, go for a walk, go for a jog, go for a run. Um, what if you live in that small house in New York and you're quarantined? Well, you go for a jog around. No, but what I did do is a lot of apps like Peloton is, um, Here's there's, my, there are a lot of apps right now, exercise apps that you can connect to your, you know, computer or TV and they're offering like a 90 day free trial. So you might have to have like a credit card to sign up, but then you just cancel before the 90 days. And they tell you that I signed up for one Our cause when our gym closed, they you know, gave us, um, a free like trial for a, an app like this that oh, goes along cool. with their gym classes that they yeah. do. And I downloaded it, and it's awesome. So you can work out in your home, and that's fun. There's, like, dance exercises. Not like Zumba, but kind of like Zumba. Julie's going to get bored and start teaching these online. So if you guys want to be a part of that, you want to subscribe, oh let us know. Comment. Email her directly. Let her know. Yeah. Um, I've also thought every time somebody in your house says that they're bored, you have to do 100 dump. Anyone. The whole family has to do 100 jumping jacks. Dumping, dumping jacks. Dumping jacks. Dumping jacks. Dumping jacks. Um, <laughs> but really, you know, or you could have, you can make physical fitness part of like, you know, and if you live in that small, tiny little New York house or California house, have or, lots of sex. What? 
That's oh, physical what? activity. Okay. Is We're that a bad about word? With the kids. Look up. You want to have sex with the kids? What? Oh, my gosh. What are you talking about? Here we about? go. Um, <laughs> look up prison exercises. <laughs> It'll tell you is how to do it. Is this a real thing? Oh, dude, prison exercises is a like is a real Stop thing. Stop it! Dude, people come out of prison ripped. I don't know why we're talking about prison so much. They I have feel, like a I feel yard like and PD like tonight. weights it's and stuff. Tonight. Have you guys ever noticed Live PD always has themes? They don't talk about it because it's always like, oh, how did weird. you know Sean Sticks Larkin broke up or there he's not with Lana Del Rey anymore? Yeah, because he got breaking news. Well, it's not really new news, but banging Dan Abrams. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Dan Abrams' sweaters could not be any tighter. I mean, Man, his nipples are going to pop off and poke someone in the eye in you the control watch, room. Do you guys watch Live PD? That's a good, fun family activity because it's pretty clean. I mean, y- you can teach your kids no, about a lot of stuff. No, they say shit the other time. So do you. <laughs> We're uh, like supposedly family friendly. Oh. Uh, but guess not anymore, you guys. We um, for a while. Anyway, so I just think you need to figure out how to get exercise into your daily lives as a family. Um, And it can be, there's so many exercises you can do. You can order, well, I don't even know if you can order them, but like you should get band, like you can do resistance training without weights. I was really concerned about getting weights, but I'm like, we should do bands. Right. They store much easier. They still have that good resistance for weight, you know, do sit down and do sit-ups and push-ups and just do things that like get back to the basics dude scotty was telling me today i was with him all day today he was telling me that they do a workout exercise on the beach and it's medicine ball volleyball oh dear goodness 25 pound balls (laughs) 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 and they play volleyball with it you know and it's like by the time you you catch it yeah, you I've done medicine ball do, work in the gym. It's yeah, rough. But, uh, you know, back and forth over a net, you know, to a partner. Him and his back. wife? No, no, no. Like him and some people that he that he works, works out, out and trains with. with. Yeah. Oh, nice. Kind of neat though, right? So maybe. you guys could do medicine ball, volleyball in the house maybe. If you can get your hands on a medicine ball. If you get your hand on 25-pound balls. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you so mental the, health. Crop. I also think it's super important, and I would encourage your friends, if you are your friends, if your kids have friends and they're very little, keep those oh, social keep those social connections alive. Is, like talk on the phone. Allow your friends to talk on the phone. Keep talking to we apologize. each other. We What's apologize. happening? Julie apologized. Read this last message from Jessica out loud to everyone on the air. <laughs> okay, so Jessica says that she has little ears around and had to run into the other room. Because of your mouth. Finish your sentence. But this is nothing new. <laughs> what if she's a new listener? We do have a few su- a few new subscribers. Thank you, guys. Um, well, I uh, love our- Jesus, but I cuss a lot. I try to tone it down here. But, I, you know, here's the thing. I'm no one different on air than I am off air. Me, however. <laughs> he is. So... That's the difference between keep, him and I. Yeah, it's like, I this is it. me all the time. I'm unable to be time. fake. Am I not who I am off the air? Mm, it depends on who we're around. Because we did have dinner at Pastor's house the other night, and I didn't hear you talking like this. I'm actually a little more risque around people. Like, I, I have funny jokes that, like, kind of push the boundaries sometimes. Oh. But 
Anyways. Right. Like, I wouldn't walk into an elementary classroom and say the F word. You just did. There are a bunch of little kids li- listening. All right. I will try to cut cu- it back. Do you cuss in cut, your, you know. Do you cuss in your blended families? Sorry. That's kind of a topic. Let's talk about that for a second. Cussing around. You're going off script. That's all right. Okay. Cussing around your kids or other kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are, like, way sensitive about it. Other people don't care so much about it. Other people are in between. Mm-hmm. Is it something that if you're, if this is just you all the time. Mm-hmm. My kids here make us. I know. My, all of our my kids here kid, make yeah. us. But what I'm saying though is you go to someone's house, you go to our mm-hmm. neighbor's house down the street. Mm-hmm. A little guy spraying pe- kids, teenage mm-hmm. kids in the van. Do mm-hmm. you go into their house and do you cuss? Well, my house is a different story. I think when you go into anyone else's house, the house of God, your pastor's house, your neighbor's house, I think you have to be respectful of whose house you're walking into. So right now you all are in my house, <laughs> or vice versa, you're in their house. You know, and I, I'm. You, but here's the point: like I think, and that's a good lesson that you teach your kids. <laughs> Julie cusses. <laughs> no, is like you need to respect whatever household you're going into, and if you can't, then maybe you shouldn't go into that household. Like, if I absolutely could not tame my mouth, and I had would have no business going and volunteering in my daughter's classroom. Yeah. Which I won't be able to till next school year. And she'll still be in the fourth grade. What are we going to do about that? All these kids that are getting laid off school. Well, that is the next topic. That's why I'm, you're segueing me and I'm going for it. Thank you for letting everyone know. we didn't finish ideas for keeping your family active. Do you, you, tell them your Fortnite idea. Oh, this is a long time ago. But still, good idea. So anytime my kid and when I was playing with him would get. This is Fortnite When we get killed or any game, any online game. Call of Duty is a big, like, up-and-coming game right now. Not up-and-coming. Like, <laughs> oh, like it's a new, been around no, a, a really new, There's a new time. version out, like, oh. that everyone's playing right now. Yeah. Um, Warfare. Everyone's playing it right now. Um, it's all about killing, I a- guess. Apex. Any any of those games. Any games that yeah, people... Yeah, people are worried about me saying shit. I said Apex. But they can play killing video games with their kids. This is the kind of stuff Fortnite, I don't understand. On Fortnite, you get eliminated. A little robot just takes you out, and you come back. Like you're not actually dying. And I make that. I make the. But like that's okay to play video called, games. But that it's are called like elimination. Killing people. It's but called Julie eliminating. Can't cuss. We're not. You're not killing anyone in Fortnite. Technically, I'm not killing anyone with my. No, cuss you're eliminate. No, but you're eliminating little ears from the room and make them sad. But so anytime you would eliminate someone. Yeah. Or if you just rage on them and kill them. (laughs) Like good for you. But if you got killed or eliminated, you'd have to get down on the ground and (laughs) do 10 push-ups. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the kicker of it. And this this is the first night. So every time you die, you have to do 10 push-ups. 10 push-ups. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so if you're playing a lot, you're doing a lot of push-ups, right? So good. Now, mm-hmm. if you win the match, like you drop in with 100 people. Is this called a victory royale? In Fortnite it is. In Fortnite. See? Yeah. How many, how many did Buddy and I have I don't last know. week? In like 50 because that's what you guys do We had day. 12 victory royales in a row. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So what do you, But what did you Be not curious. do? Dude, we did not run to the high school <laughs> and back, which is a two-mile run. Yep. So times. he tried to set up this rule that every victory royale that him and his son or his son, who, you know, would yeah. have to run two miles, basically. Yeah. 
And, and it, I, I thought that was really And it was awesome. awesome. And it was working yeah. good. And how bummed was the kid when literally after we made up this like agreement, literally the next drop in, the <laughs> ne- very next game he played, yeah. boom, victory royale, laced up the shoes, ran to the high school and back. So good for you though. Yeah. So I think you have to be creative with, you know, your exercising and, um, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't think chores for exercise should be a thing. But I think now is also the time that your kids should be not sitting and doing chores, or doing push-ups. yard work, you know, like eliminations and push ups. But if, you, <laughs> if you're not like an exercise family and that really just doesn't appeal to you, Dude, your kids why not start now, your kids should be like cleaning up the backyard they should be mowing the lawns. They should be doing, you know, cleaning, cleaning, sweeping, vacuuming, washing, folding laundry. Like that's all stuff that's not sitting down. Yeah, dads, take your kids out in the the garage or the shop or the shed, or you know, teach them something you've never taught them before. Build something. I know my daughter is very into cooking, so now is the time for I'm, I'm not just that letting into, that much into her cooking. That's rude. But she's like, doesn't want to follow recipe and she's really doesn't. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) She doesn't. She doesn't want to follow recipe right now and she doesn't want to be told what to do. She really just wants to go get whatever ingredients she wants and mix them together. It's chocolate covered Play-Doh, you guys. To make something. Yeah. Yeah. So, but whatever, let your kids experience, well, but with groceries being what they are and income being what it is, maybe that's not the greatest thing. But if you do have extra food in your house and you are still getting paid right now. And extra toilet paper because you're going to need it after this (laughs) little kid cooks for you. You know, I mean, bake and cook and learn to sew or learn about cars, you know, like start getting active and don't. You're telling me to learn about cars? No, but I mean, like teach Teach kids how to change a tire, oil. I don't know. Show them what a wrench is and what you do with it. Yeah. In the best of ways. In the best of ways. So I just think it's a new opportunity to get some new skill set skill set under your kids' belts, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think what I'm going to teach mine next. <laughs> to, not to tout more. My kid's been welding since he was like three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what can we teach him? To behave. Buddy, be on your best behavior. You know what I realized that my daughter needs to be taught? We sat down. I came home Wednesday for an hour on my lunch before I had to take them back to their dads. And I was like, did you trip over her shoes on the way in the door? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I was like, let's just, Hey, I want to hang out. Like, you know, my son was in his room. She was on her computer and I'm like, I'm here to hang out with you let's hang out so we get out of game we get out trouble and she we're the three of us are at the kitchen table and we're playing this game and she just starts like obviously it's like is trouble is like sorry and so if you land on sounds like the story of my life (laughs) trouble and sorry (laughs) maybe don't play games with that title just sets you up for failure. But anyway, so as the game progressed, right, her brother lands on her and puts her back to home. I land on her, put her back to home, and she just lost her shit. We call it raging. She's yeah. been listening to us play Fortnite too much. Yeah, she got so angry. She starts, like, just slamming down pieces and knocking stuff over, and she's got an attitude, and then she has a chance to return the favor 
to her brother and send him home. And she just sat there with like the smile, like what? Yeah. Like gangster on him. I'm like, Oh my God. What is happening right now? I learned in that moment. It got so bad where my son was like, I don't. And we were like, I, we looked at each other. And we're like, we don't want to play with you. Yeah. This is really bad. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, you need to learn how to play a game and lose. That's a big problem that I actually like, have. She's with, gotta learn how to like even athletics. Sportsmanship. I don't know about you guys in other states, but California, or at least in our area of California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember when I was teaching, when I was when I was coaching and teaching these little kids how to play hockey, and they told us we're not even keeping score. We're not going to keep score. Everyone's a winner in this sport. I'm like, dude, we're gonna have more kids like her daughter <laughs> who don't know how to lose. I know, and I'm that's like, kind of like I'm kids failing as a parent in this way. Kids I, need to learn humility. Yeah. yeah, well, and just sportsmanship, especially yeah, like when she's doing it back to us. Right. Like, you're, and she's taking such joy in that, which is fine. It's a game. It's fun to, you know, win over your opponent or send them home. Like, you know, it's, it's, but she just, and so I guess her and I are going to have to play lots of games this well, time welcome for the first time live jessica she's been listening to us for months and this is her first time listening to us live oh thanks for listening to us live yeah hey if you have any questions type them in below yeah um julie (laughs) (laughs) let us know give us a give us a heads up next time you're listening with the kids and i'll just i'll just slowly just turn her mic down see now when she talks you can't hear her (laughs) All right, so another thing, let's go into education, I guess. So our with California being completely, like, our schools are all shut down. Our governor is making the prediction, even our... Your our, governor. He's not my governor. <laughs> California governor <laughs> is saying probably kids aren't going to go back to school till the fall. What's that even mean? Like, so do our kids just forfeit this year of school and, like... Nope. What's it? Have, now they're homeschooled. Yep. Oh, they're homeschooled now. Yep. So, well, I mean, all their work is online. Dude, my kid's ahead of the curve. I so. I can't even talk about what he did. Yeah. He's pretty silly. So, anyway, I wouldn't. No, yeah. Like, not not even in trouble. Like, the kid's just. Um, But anyway, so now schools are scrambling to come up because there is no plan. And so now there's, like, Google Classroom and, you know, all the schools are going online and trying. I think the 23rd is when homeschool officially starts for our school district here. And kids are going to have to have access to like a Chromebook. So our schools have been great in trying to get pass out Chromebooks so, or a computer. You just have to have so a So what happens with all that allocated money from the government? <laughs> that Do you have any idea? I'm just curious. Maybe some of our listeners know. What's but what happens? All the allocated money that's supposed to go to our schools and our school systems and everything. And now all of a sudden, all the kids are homeschooled. The parents are out of work. I'm like, do we get paid to teach these little snot-nosed punks? Well, I think all the teachers are still getting salaries. Well, that makes one of us. But I think that's <laughs> where, I mean, this there's their work's going to have to be graded. Lesson plans are still going to have to be come up with. I mean, teachers are still going to have to be working right now. But it is kind of interesting because parents who don't want to homeschool, what? Want to come to a club where people wear on each other? He never left. Oh my gosh! <laughs> she asked him. She has to bring back old Greg. Don't. There's no need for old Greg. Don't look it up. Um, 
But anyway, it's the thing is, it's like we're being forced into homeschool. And what happens to the parents who have to work all day and then come home and homeschool their kids at night? Is that like a reality? Or the parents that did not like school in the first place and wanted to be doing other things and now are forced to teach their kids. And that was a big that was a big issue I had with my ex-wife when she decided, hey, I think we're going to homeschool our son. And I'm like, whoa, you mean you're going to homeschool our son? Like, I have no business teaching him academic stuff. I'll and you teach didn't him. want to. You, I didn't want to. I don't, I don't want to teach my kids. I'm like, like I, that's I, 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 well, and sorry. I see so much, I see so much value in not the school system, but school, the social aspect of school and Same. learning right from wrong and being yeah. around kids and situations. Yeah. And I'm sure we all have our own points of views mm-hmm. on this, you know, and, and agree in a hundred things and disagree in the other hundred things. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people like me, I have a homeschooled son before it was the cool thing to do. And I don't sit home and teach him his, I don't even know if his mom does. He's got online classes and we take him to like these workshops that he goes to stop now. So what does that look like? Yeah. But I'm also like, so what he just does these online classes and the online classes that he does. Some are greater than others. Some I'm like, dude, are you really doing that? Like, are you kidding me? You know, but how do you meter that? How do you monitor that? What, what happens to school testing? Like there's so much that goes into play with this. Yeah, I, ha- I definitely have opinions about homeschool that I'm just going to keep to myself. She'll keep to herself. <laughs> um, but here we are. We It's just, it's a hey, reality your kids are homeschooled for all of now. us. I know. It kills me. It kills me. Um, kills I, me. I work from home. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I mean, seriously, there are parents who are going to have to work all day, especially young kids. Yeah. I mean, high school kids who, luckily... My son's very scholastic. This is going to be fine for him. He's very responsible. He like I didn't know that. He you didn't know that? No, I'm ta- oh, oh, your kid. You're your reading. Kids, you're like talking and your kids I'm having a conversation and you're having a different one. Um you're, yeah. But so it's not going to be a problem for him and thank God, but my daughter? Until it is though, because what about Can you imagine now, like her, No, I'm talking I'm going back Anna, to your though? son. Your okay. son's your son's a, a 5.0, like A-plus, straight-A student. And if he's not, he's stressing out and he's But gonna, he's responsible. Like, he will very, get his work done. But he I don't gets have to over-responsible. So I'm also like, when he doesn't have the guidance that he needs and he's got these courses and it's says, hey, go do this and study this. He's going to lose it. Is he going to lose and just be like, dude, this is life. This is all I'm going to do. You know, so that, but then you also have the opposite end of the spectrum, which is your daughter who's just like, I want nothing to do with yeah. anything unless it's yeah rice or pasta. Yeah. Like I think homeschooling's only as good as what you're willing to put into it. So if you're a parent who has all the free time in the world and super into like all the ex- like if you're super willing to put in the time and the effort into homeschool because that's what you're called to do in homeschool, I think it can be successful. You have to supplement it with like your son goes to mini makers or, you know, there's different 
curriculum that you can take your kids to, or there's hybrid schools where half of it is homeschool, well, half of it. We have a school called Trivium like that in our area. Right. So half of it's homeschool, well, half of it's classroom. Well, here's the other thing too. Like if your kid's getting so, older, I mean, your kid has kind of a career pathway, um, and they are homeschooled or right now for those of you whose kids don't have a choice and you don't have a choice as parents that are now homeschooled, start having your kids work towards goals. For instance, my kid is very much into filming and streaming and um, does like YouTube and stuff. So one of his goals right now, and it's hard because he's between the two houses, but when he's here, he tries to post at least one video a day. Now he's up over like 2.6 thousand subscribers and keeps growing it, you know, like he's, he's doing very well with it. But if your kids are at home and you're not sure what to have them do, or you feel like they're not getting enough out of this homeschooling junk, like give them goals to work towards. It's like, okay, you want to be a YouTuber, work towards your goal. Don't just talk about being a YouTuber, like edit videos, film videos, make your videos better, work on something new every day, work on building an audience. You know, if your kid wants to be a woodworker, okay, well, spend three hours out in the garage or out in the shop every single day working on something, picking up new skills, working towards your goal. And they might be young. And just because your kid's young and they've got a passion or a goal, you know, a goal in mind, and it might seem so outlandish, you know, like, I've been doing video production since I was like nine or 10 years old, you know? And when I was young, I had, I borrowed some big VHS recorder and learned how to record VCR to VCR long before computers were around for editing. And then all of a sudden it turns into a career, you know? So kids, if you, if they have a spark in them and have a passion at a young age, like us as parents, I feel like it's part of our job and our duty to help them kind of run with that. If you see potential in it, you know? Yeah, if you're blessed to have a kid like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but really, I think a I mean, lot of parents sit here and like, like me, I'm like, just find something you like. Holy goodness. Of but here's the thing. God. Though. So there are, there are lots of telling signs. Your kid tells you he wants to do one thing and does nothing towards it. However, he does other things, does it really well. And, it, and he doesn't know it, but those are his passions. He is good, and there there's definitely a future and career in in the things that he does, and he does well. Yeah. So I feel like it's our job as parents, and I do this. I do this with your son. I encourage him, like, to look further into the future. Like, where else could you go with this? What could you do with this? You tell me you want to do one thing, but you do nothing for it. You don't study it. You don't learn about it. But you do this, and you do this very, very well, you know? So yeah. it, it's also our job as parents to see the potential and um, what our kids are doing and what opens their eyes and help them pursue that, you know? Yeah. So. Well, and this homeschooling thing is going to be a co-parenting nightmare. I have a feeling. This is something <laughs> that. And then the kids don't get breaks from one another too. That's kind of. Oh. Yeah. I just think that, you know, what happens if, this is what I'm foreseeing, you know, is what schoolwork gets done on what days and when are things due by and is all my time going to be 
getting stuff done that wasn't done in the other household. And who's going to manage this if it, if And is that going to cause I, fights? Say, yes. Say you and I both weren't on board. And say both of our exes weren't on board. Now all of a sudden we have all these kids in all these homes that just are getting no schooling. Well, no I think that, I mean, I think to move on to the next grade level, they're going to have to complete coursework. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's going to be so a big So there might there. be kids that get held back right or don't end up graduating i feel so bad for the seniors like you know your daughter and my niece are both seniors right now yeah and they're gonna miss graduation they're gonna miss prom all of the sports teams are missing out on like championship games and all that you say that we're talking about this at church yesterday we've been filming all of our um sunday sermons sermons and worship Mm -hmm. services and everything and putting them online, and that's how we've been reaching the community. So I've I've been spending a lot of time. So uh, for this for this homeschooling thing, like this last two days, I was literally filming from the time I woke up till. I mean, I still have more editing to do after this. I'm going to be up all night again. Um, but we were talking at church um, in the middle of filming one of these sermons, and our pastor's daughter, who's actually friends with my daughter, is also a senior in high school this year, getting ready to graduate. And we're sitting there, his son's there, and his son's a couple years younger than that. And he's like, man, I don't even care. I don't I don't want to be at school. I'm not missing any of this. And one of our other worship leaders said, you know what? I was in that same mindset back then. And now looking in hindsight, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I would go back and redo that if I could. I loved all that stuff. Those were the best times of my year or the best years of my, my life. You know, the best times I ever had. And he says, he's telling his son, he's the worship leaders telling our pastor's son this, you know, and we're all sitting there as a big group, just kind of eating lunch and whatever. Rebels. Yeah. Just being a group socializing, socializing. There was only five of us. We did not meet the The six six person rule. All right. Yeah. Just checking. Zach was in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, like, yeah, like going back to what you're saying, though, like they're going to miss out on a lot and they don't know what they're going to miss out on. And that's one of my big issues with homeschooling. I feel like they're going to learn a lot. They're going to get by. They're going to learn things. But I also feel like they're going to miss out on a lot of things. Yeah, I think any form of education, you're you're you're. You're, 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 you're missing out on, you know, homeschool, you might get more one-on-one attention and that special, you might get, it might be better for you if you need one-on-one tutoring, learning, you, you know, you, but you do miss out on all the socialization and authority, like there's some, you know, there's so much good that happens in I learned a lot about who I am just by. You learn how to navigate life. Well, you know what, like some of the kids, <laughs> some of the kids that I hung out with, like most of our listeners, any of my friends know, mm-hmm. I've never tasted alcohol. I've never done any type of drugs, never smoked, never done anything like that. And that's not because I just woke up when I was a little kid and goes, you know what, I'm never going to do this stuff. I kind of going back to where I was, I started filming when I was younger and started a career and had a career going in high school. So I'd go hang out with a lot of my friends and go to the parties and everything that everyone would go to in high school. But that's where everyone kind of starts, not kind of, everyone drinks heavily. That's where everyone learns to drink. Everyone, you know, smoking weed back then and getting into all that stuff. And I had a career going and I'm like, 
I don't, I can't do this stuff. I have to be able to drive home and work tonight and, and edit and get the stuff done. Um, but you see everyone doing this stuff and how it impairs them. And, um, not just in like the party scene, but the way kids act at school, you know, the way kids act in the hallways or in between classes or on the school bus or on your walks home, you're interacting and you're picking and choosing Mm -hmm. the good and the bad. And that forms you that, that forms the type of person you are not, you know, also it does at home too, but you get a lot of, um, influence well and it's important like when you're in the real world and you're out like homeschool can be now parents can make it not this way okay but it has a potential to be very isolating and very in a bubble and so what school can do and what our kids are going to miss out on as long as this goes right is like you're not exposed to real world real life situations like you know, in high school, when you see your first fight. High that's school. A, I was fighting in like third grade in hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like in whatever, like there's a lot of things that go on real world because there's different types of people, different backgrounds, different religions. It is Every a school, melting pot yeah. of different. Everyone's so different. And that's very how our world is. And so I think when kids can get exposed to as much of differences and have their eyes open to things that are alarming. I mean, you know, what if like kids seeing stuff for the first time is more alarming the older you get. And if you don't have them prepared for that, we're getting off on a tangent anyway, co-parenting and homeschool. I'm really worried about it. Are you, (laughs) you're already doing it. I personally am worried about it. If I still have a job and I have to work and then come home and Dude, get my guys, daughter to do her homeschool at night. What do you guys think thing. about us YouTubing full-time, podcasting full-time? What does that mean? That means that we're doing what we're doing right now, but we're going to do it on a daily basis. Would you guys listen? Hit, hit that thumbs up, subscribe, hit that thumbs up, that like button. Oh, man, it's a lot of content. That makes me nervous. Uh, yeah, but what else are you going to be doing? Homeschooling? I don't know. Finding another job? Making yeah. money. I have too many jobs. You can have one of mine. Oh, my gosh. So, mm. I don't know. I think we all have to watch the education thing as it unfolds. I don't know what to do about that yet. I don't know how we're going to navigate it yet. I know it's going to be really hard getting kids to do their homework. It's going to be really hard to get my daughter to do her work and then not be able to supplement online courses with anything else, especially for the rest of the year. If this was only for a couple of weeks, white knuckle it, but now they're talking about till next fall. That's a tremendous amount of pressure to put on parents. So next week, let's talk about, unless we decide to have a sooner podcast on our next episode, let's talk about um, homeschooling and tips and tricks for it because there are actually some things that I've learned because I'm not the one teaching my kid like homeschooling doesn't mean that you're the parent sitting down with a whiteboard and you're drawing out stuff it basically means that you are overseeing them and making sure that they're getting their work done and you're kind of there to facilitate you're their manager yeah you're you're yeah except for if they don't know how to do something and then you have to try to help them through it we have the google Unless it's Common Core. I don't think Dude. even Google understands Common Core. No. But maybe we um, <laughs> maybe we talk about some tips and tricks and okay. things that I um, have done to help kind of manage 
my mm. situation because I didn't want to homeschool to begin with. And I, we kind of got thrown into it. Um, my, my ex-wife was kind of like, this is what we're doing. And I don't know. It, it, it is what it is. And it's not all that bad. It really isn't that bad. I, I'm bummed out about some things, but there's other things that you, you just learn to manage it. Yeah. So I have, I have homeschooling. Yeah. All right. You only are going to get out of it what you put into it. <laughs> you have one more topic for us. I have two, but we're only going to get to one, I think. Not if you combine them. I can't. Do it. I no, dare it'd you. be Just really try. weird. No. So we're going to talk about marital distancing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to read something. Isn't, um, that, isn't that what marriage means? No. Oh. So I'm just going to read this was written into us. And so we're going to talk about it. So this um, woman, I'm just going to not say names just in case I didn't get permission. That's fine. So she said, I just listened to episode. Let's give her a fake name. Samantha. Gertrude. Gertrude. Got it. Gertrude says, I just listened to episode 35. Literally three weeks ago, I wanted to go to a hotel because I desperately needed a time out. You brought to light some great points about growing closer rather than distancing and remembering why you got married. I remember that episode. I can't remember why I got married. Um, I guess my thought process was, I feel like I don't want to live my life the way my ex-husband, my husband's ex-wife does. Right. I feel stuck in a lose-lose situation with his ex and his daughter. I truly feel like I'm waking up in a Jerry Springer episode every day. Your conversation about the child winning and manipulation are thoughts I've had over the last few weeks. Anyway, she said, keep drilling so many points home for me. Keep this S-H-I-T coming. And Julie, love the F-bombs. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think a lot of us can relate to wanting to have a timeout. Yes. All the time, especially when things get tough, when they get hard, and, and there's constantly people around you, and there's just noise. You just are like, I need to not listen to anything and just breathe. That's how I function, at least. Yeah. But I... Mm-hmm. So I think you have to know your audience. You have to know your spouse, and you have to know the boundaries in this specific... Thing. Like some spouses are like, great, go away for the weekend, come home. Right? Other spouses, like, if you leave and go spend the night somewhere else, I'm going to feel like you're abandoning me. Some spouses might be like, go away for a couple hours and come home. Some spouses might be like, no, you leave, then that just creates a whole new set of issues, and I'm going to be mad about more things, and it's going to make the situation worse. And I really think that when it comes to, especially in blended family marriages, there's a lot to discuss, a lot to overcome, a lot to try to get on the same page with. And I think you really just have to know your spouse in that regard. So this is a conversation you need to have, not when you're fighting. Maybe go have it after this podcast. Like if you need a timeout, what does that look like for you? And what am I comfortable with, you know, because some people will just leave and you don't know when they're coming home. Right. 
are you going to be gone? And they don't answer their phone and they won't take your call and they won't text you back. So you're like, you left and I don't know if you're gone for a week, a day, an hour. And I don't think that's very respectful, but some people that might not matter to. So I think you need to know what that looks like. Thoughts? No, I agree. Like you said, know your audience, know your spouse. Um, the way I deal with things is a lot differently, a lot different from the way you deal with things. And you're not comfortable with the way I deal with things. And I've had to learn to check myself quite a bit. And sometimes old habits want to repeat themselves. I'm the type of person that likes to um, just leave the situation. If we're not getting along and it's just escalating, 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 rather than keeping it going, I like to just leave the situation. And I don't need much time. I just need, you know, an hour. I just need to cool off. I need to just be by myself, think, pray, breathe, do whatever. And I can literally come back after that and just be totally fine, totally normal. Now you're so different from that because you're just like, all right, well now you're gone. Everything escalates in your mind, in your head. You don't cool off during that. So now I'm cooling off, but you're not. And now we're at just, again, different places. So it doesn't really solve anything. Well, I just, I think if you're going to leave a situation, you need to tell your spouse, like, I need a timeout. I think where it gets lost in translation is just to leave. And I'm like, that's the biggest, cover your daughter's ears. I'll put a stamp on it and mail you and be like, hey, I had to go do this. Yeah, but (laughs) give your spouse a little respect and like at least be like, hey, I need a minute. You know, you need to communicate that you're going to leave and then communicate like, I'm going to leave for a little while, I'll be back. Maybe your spouse is going to need a time. I don't know. But um, for me, yeah, I I can't, I'm not good unless it's fixed. So what he can do and I can't do is he can leave and come back and act like nothing's happened. And I'm like, what? Cover your child's ears if oh you have kids. Oh, gosh. Do it. I dare you. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, if you're going to leave, it doesn't fix anything. Like, leaving doesn't make the problem go away. Leaving doesn't make it not have happened. Leaving doesn't cover sin, right? Like a multitude of sins or like whatever you did to piss me off or hurt me. Or I hurt you even. If you're hurt and you leave, then I don't even have an opportunity to make it right. And it just doesn't solve anything. And to leave and then move on and not fix or address. What if there's nothing to fix in the first place? What if it's just disagreements or misunderstandings or, you know what I mean? Like you're just not on the same page about something and it's like, we just need to end this conversation. Like, how do you end a, end a conversation that someone wants to keep talking about that is going nowhere and you guys just keep getting angry about stuff? Like, how do you end that conversation? Gosh, you and I have done this a lot. I know. That's why I'm asking, how do I end this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that happens because the other person doesn't feel heard. And it's sometimes in marriage, it feels like you're having two different conversations. Like you're talking over me, I'm talking over you, and we're not even hearing what the other person is saying. Or the best part is when we're actually agreeing on something, (laughs) we keep talking over each other. And it's like, no, we're literally talking about the same thing, just different. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? But I've tried that. I've tried to be like, this is stupid. Right. Like, it doesn't even matter. Of course. We both do all the time. And that doesn't always go well. Right. Either. I don't know what our deal is. Anyway, marital distancing. I think you every marriage Coming has to next. have its own boundaries um, and know your audience. But if There's you're going to take t-shirt. a time out. There's another shirt. Write it what's down. What's that? I don't know. Write it down on pen. What? I'm not single. I'm just marital dis- distancing. <laughs> distancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, but you know, if you're going to do that, you have to understand that it doesn't just make it go away. I think people are cowards and they go away. I think that when you, not you, <laughs> this was another conversation. <laughs> she got mad at me I for did. saying you. I'm like, no, talking you, I'm talking like about you. people in general. When you, like it's hypothetically anyway. like people. So I'm saying not you specifically, dear honey, <laughs> love muffin. But, um, when when you leave something unfinished and you're like I kind of it, it I look at it sometimes as being a coward. Okay, so if you're going to be a coward and leave, fine. But why are you laughing at me? Cuz <laughs> like fine, you need a timeout. You need to go lick your paws. Great. You go into the corner and lick your paws and the timeout that you need. But then I think people really think that this just goes away. Like I'm going to leave and it's just all going to be better. I'm going to leave. It is. I'm going to leave the and I'm going to come go, back. The voices go away. Until <laughs> you come home and you haven't dealt with it. Do well, you yeah, think that it gets then it's just fixed? snoring at that point. No. Dude. Social distancing. Better get to editing. Anyways. Good thing we have a trilogy. You guys, if you need some social distancing from your spouse. Or this podcast, nobody's going to want more of this. Or if you do want more of this, subscribe. Make sure you guys hit that like button, that thumbs up button. Are you marital distancing right now? Yeah. How has social distancing in this whole thing affected your marriages? I'm curious about that. Dude, how has been hanging out with your stepchildren nonstop homeschooling been? I'm kind of curious about that, too. I'm kind of curious how that's going to work for us. We'll check in with you guys about this next week. If you want if more pod, alive. if you want more podcasting or more YouTube or videos of any sorts, let us know. Like, let us know what you guys want. What kind of content do you guys want? You have all the control now. You're our government. Take care of us. Oh, okay. Oh, there was quick. a good point. Quick. Jessica says, but you do need to readdress and make sure you're both feeling okay and feel like it's been resolved. Versus sweeping it under the rug. Right. Don't be a coward. Subscribe. Like. Thumbs Mm -hmm. up. Bye, you guys. Hey, thank you guys all for tuning in. We love you all. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.